Welcome to Broadcast with a capital BR. I'm your host, Gio, and I am joined by our co-host, our official co-host. You will see his face every week on the stream. You will hear his voice on the podcast. We have Dr. Shrimply. Welcome. I want to be honest, I wasn't in the notes and I'm very confused. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, Dr. Shrimply. Dr. Shrimply has been... (laughs) <laughs> Dr. Shrimpley has been our guy for ALGS for so long. And with Elmer Fudd taking a step back, Dr. Shrimpley is stepping in and hoping to live up to the Elmer Fudd hype. We will see how that I'm gonna goes, do my right? Best. Do yes, he has raised me well. He held my hand and then threw me into the water and said, I'll figure it out. Exactly. Thank God so, I float. And of course, as we always say, thank you for clicking that play button. Broadcast is an Apex Legends podcast. It is your number one ultimate source of Apex Legends-related content from news, deep dives, to community-related topics, as well as ALGS. We hope that you will join us in our quest for knowledge and mastery as we explore Apex Legends together. With that said, we'd like to welcome any of our first-time listeners. If you would like to become a part of the broadcast community, please visit our link tree at linktree forward slash br underscore broadcast, where you will find all of our links. Let's get into the topics. So tonight, <laughs> tonight we have some fun topics to talk about. We have some, uh, we have the disagreements to talk about. We have You're information right. we to talk about. Freaking do <laughs> all kinds of stuff. So first off, we're going to start out with our announcements and quick topics. Then we're going to go into our control legends tier list. So we looked at all of the apex legends and ranked them from S to, I think D tier uh, and so oh, we man, put man. them in a list and me and Dr. Shrimpley yeah, agree on a lot, but we also disagree oh, yeah, on some. So, oh yes, we uh, do. How when, dare and then you do what you fi- have done. <laughs> and then finally we will have the skill ceiling and floor of apex. So we're going to tell Very you exactly, important. yes, we're going to tell you exactly what a skill ceiling is, what a skill floor is. And then we're going to say what we think apex has. Does it have a high skill ceiling? Does it have a, a high uh, skill floor does it have a low skill floor or a low skill ceiling what what exactly does apex have so uh, with that let's go that. ahead and move into our announcements and quick topics so the first thing is is the minute updates interview is available if you are listening to this podcast right now it is thursday but we dropped mm-hmm. the minute updates interview on tuesday and you definitely want to go listen to that we talk a lot about his journey into YouTube, his channel going from zero subscribers to within a year reaching 40,000 subscribers. And then we also talk about the tools necessary to get the job done, which, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't listened already, are all free tools. He doesn't pay any money for any of that. So it was really cool to get to see how he does what he does, how he creates his thumbnails, how he creates his videos, how he does his audio and all of that. And then also just find out some stuff about the guy. I mean, a lot of things that a lot of times we look at YouTubers and we're like, what do they do behind the scenes? And we got to look at minute. We got to ask him some questions, you know, knowing he's a student, knowing that he spends most of his time playing video games and creating YouTube content. And other than that, he's watching TV and doing other stuff as a normal person does. It was exciting to really get to sit down and talk with him. And if you haven't checked out his YouTube, it's minute updates. And he covers a uh, Apex Legends, of course, and he drops about two to three videos a week. I think most of the time it's every other day and it's three videos a week. So make sure you go check him out and hit the link will be in the description below. 
The second thing is that we are looking for a third host. Dr. Shrimpley and I, you know, we're funny, bearded, bigger men, but we're looking for somebody that can maybe level us out a little bit. We need that voice of reason, or we might just need that filthy casual that don't, doesn't have an idea of what they're talking about. I don't really care. As long as you're interested in apex, you want to come hang out with us every Monday night at 10 PM CST and just have some fun. I'll provide the notes. I'll edit the podcast. Just come join us. So if you'd like to do that, make sure you message me at geo number four, five, seven, four. We have not found anybody yet, but we are still looking and we hope that you will join us here on broadcast. Then lastly, one new segment that we are going to start doing at the beginning or at the really at the end of every show announcements and quick topics are dad jokes. Dad jokes. I'm super excited. All right. All right. Oh my God. Here we go. What is a duck's favorite junk food? What is it, Shrimpley? Do you know? You don't know, do you? I don't know, Gio. What is it? Quacker Jacks. <laughs> just oh, just so everyone Jacks. knows, the only thing I got in the notes was dad jokes! Exclamation <laughs> point! Which I can only assume means he was excited to tell me that joke. I got three more. I got three more. Okay. What oh, did the deer, or why did the deer need braces? Because he had buck teeth. Because he had buck teeth, bro. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. All right. All right. Next one. Next one. What kinds of mistakes are common in a blood bank? What type of mistakes? Guess what? What? Typos. (laughs) I hate it here. Oh my God. This is hilarious. All right. One more. One more. One more. Actually, actually two more. Why are elephants always headed to the pool? Why? Do you know Why? Why? Because they always have their trunks on. <laughs> Someone save me, please. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, 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 Dr. Shipley, knock, knock. Come on. Who's no, there? who's there? Noah. Come on, come on. Noah who? Noah, good place for dinner. I'm starving. And then in the background no, of this but book, there's a place to drop on, on freaking Olympus is um, the, what is it, hydroponics. Don't drop Elysium, you'll die. But hydroponics is great. <laughs> so if you would like to have a little bit of fun at the beginning of every show, we're going to start doing dad jokes. I got this funny animal books we've been reading to my kids every night. And this one's called Just Joking, Joke Pack Number 4, the National Geographics. And on the front, is a cute little zebra. So we'll be doing those at the beginning of every show. Uh, I hope that you enjoy them. Have- if you have any Call dad jokes you if you have any dad jokes you'd like to send in, make sure to send them to geo number four five seven four on Discord, and I'll also create a channel in our Discord. So join the Discord to have some fun. All right, we will credit you. I do like dad jokes, but I, yep. I hate it here. We do. Love please, dad jokes. third host. Please, if you on <laughs> actually, if you've thought about it, I just want to point out how I became a part of this. So, Fud and Geo did this on their own. And I listened to it. I loved it. I even put a review, which they brought up at a later episode after I had joined. If you're really like, you know what? I really want to talk about Apex. I really want to be a part of it. You know, it's a big part of my life. I love the game. I want to talk about it more. Or just maybe maybe you just want to hang out with some pretty cool dudes. I don't think I'm cool. Geo's actually pretty dope. Thank you. His job can sound boring because the title is, but it's actually uh, pretty cool. Um, I like Geo. 
a lot. I like FUD a lot. And I miss my dad. But <laughs> if you've thought about, man, I really want to branch out. I really want to be more involved in Apex. I want to give more to the community. Please reach out. Even if it's just for one episode, because we have the uh, survey episodes now where I know Gio would love someone else as well. Because if I'm not available or if a fan is available, I know Gio will take it. So please absolutely don't hesitate. Just do it. That's what I did. Because I remember I was like, you know, Gio, I actually do a lot of ALGS stuff. You know, I'm an esports caster. And you were like, you know what, Shrimply, you are. It'd be cool to have you on. And then I kind of like, cool. I, I screamed a little bit. No one was there. But just, it's not that bad. Gio does a lot of the work. Like, honestly, he does. He edits. He does most of the notes. He will let you know what he needs from you. Like, this mm-hmm. is probably I the will. best show to start your podcast career on or go, mm-hmm. you know what? I was wrong. But even <laughs> I don't like, want to do uh, podcasting had, anymore. Yeah. What is it? Uh, <laughs> Grim was on last time. He's awesome. He did great. So even if you just want to do like a one and done, please do not hesitate to reach out. We're not celebrities. We're not crazy what? people who are untouchable. I'm a celebrity. I'm Geo. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I'm, I don't know he's Cheeto, I'm Shrimply, and this is what we do. Shrimply like, is the definition is of a dad joke. <laughs> that is 100% true. My, my entire name and business is built on the fact that this is sad. <laughs> well, with that, to reach out. <laughs> yeah. well, with that, let's go ahead and move into topic number one. So, Control Legends tier list. What is Control? Again, the first thing I want to do is cover what is Control. Control is the new mode in Apex Legends that dropped for Season 12 Defiance. Basically, there's two different maps. There's Barometer on Stormpoint, and then there's uh, Labs on Olympus. And basically, you have three points, A, B, and C. And your objective is to collect as many points as you can. The more points you have, the more points you get towards your overall score. Um, there's also some other things such as some points get bonuses that get you add an extra hundred points on. Um, there's lockout. If you, if your team covers all three points and then they hold it for two minutes, then you can win the game automatically. Um, you can pick, pick and change any character throughout the whole mode. And you can also Mm -hmm. pick from five different, um, gun categories, uh, to play with from snipers to assault. Um, all kind of classes. Yeah. Classes that you can pick from. So that is what control is. It is a, it's a war zone. <laughs> I mean, it really, it, it should have been named war zone. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's nuts. It's There's awesome. lots of people going at it. Um, you know, labs is chaotic because everybody fights at B there's people sniping down at you from the waterfall. So in reality, whenever you're looking at legends for battle Royale and you're looking at legends for control, the two differ completely. Like the, some of the legends that you would pick for control are not exactly who you'd pick for BR because oh. of, you know, different things from, you know, maybe I need to play more passive characters. And so passive characters don't really work in control. Some do, but not many of them. Whereas passive characters work really well in BR. If you're trying to rat out the final ring, since placement's so important, important this season. Right. So, you know, bang so is, what we <laughs> bang is not, <laughs> So what we did here was that we we 
wrote down all the legends. We called out our tier list. So what a tier list is, is you have S through D. S is you simply can't go wrong with these legends. Um, B is like it's a serviceable legend that can have an impact on the match if used correctly. And it goes all the way down to D, which is like should only be picked if you're trying to complete a challenge in Apex, right? So you have all these different tiers. And so what we're going to do here is we're going to first cover who we agreed on. Oh, right? yeah, for so sure. Who exactly did me and Shrimply agree on? So if I we look it was like at half the, of them, it was half, it was about half of them. So if we look at the S tier alone, we agreed on Bloodhound. Oh yeah. Octane and Valk. So oh. Shrimply, oh. why did you put those three characters in S tier? I'm curious if we're about right. we have the same reasons. All right, fans, if you're watching this on YouTube or live, you get to look at me right now. Bloodhound. I don't think I need to explain that one. Wall hacks. Done. All right. <laughs> now, Octane isn't serviceable on all three maps, but two out of three is good enough for S tier for me. Jump pad can run fast. He heals on his own, which you don't have to heal your shields, which means you don't have to heal your health. Just don't get shot. You're fine. And then, of course, we agree on Valk because of, I would say, three very powerful reasons, okay? First, when you get her ult, you get to scan the field. All three maps of a massive open area. So you could be like, oh, by the way, they're all heading to B or C or A or whatever, Okay. Then her rockets are great. Decent damage. Slow them down. Awesome. Then her jetpack. There is not a single map where her jetpack is not viable. Because if mm -hmm. your team holds B on labs, you get to fly up top, help hold it, fly to waterfall, hold it. So that's labs. If you're on the storm point one, what is it, barometer or whatever, you can fly up. You don't have to use a zip line. And that jetpack's loud. It's hard to tell where they're going to land. You just hear it, and you're like, there's a Falcon nearby, which honestly isn't that helpful, all right? And then even, um, gosh, what's the other one? It doesn't matter. Her, she's just she's just good. Just good. Yeah. Man, yeah, I, I would agree with you on everything. You know, I think of Bloodhound, Bloodhound's ult and being able to move from point to point really fast, being able to see the outline of the characters, his wall hacks, octane's ability to stem and heal himself quicker than most legends because you know like you know the one thing they did for this mode is they made it to where you actually do have to use meds you just don't have to use shield cells so octane still benefits from this whole so heal thing um and then so valk good. i agree i mean valk if you can afford if you can actually take your ult without getting shot first because we know that cancels it then, then you can fly to the next point, right? And she is awesome. Her her um, missiles and all that does all great damage. So, so completely agree with you there. So, so if we good. look at my S tier, or no, we'll, we'll keep going with the set with the same we we have. So so for A tier, I'll explain why I have what I have. So an A tier is a solid all around choice that will benefit your team more than other legends. So the first ones was that we couldn't really go wrong with them. These ones are that will benefit our team more than anything lower than this. So we agreed on crypto and I think, Oh yeah. Right. I think Softball. we all know, like if you would have put crypto without the buff from season 12, then D I think that, yeah, D tier, <laughs> C tier, D 
yeah, it would have been horrible because this is a game. This is a con- control is a mode where you be aggressive. You don't sit back and and relax like crypto in this current state. Being able to throw his drone, you know, say a whole bunch yeah. of people are fighting at B on a labs, throw his drone right in. You do what you need to do. You hit your ult, and then immediately you completely break the shields on half the people in the room. I mean, complete. Okay. I mean, almost. I, I almost now that I'm talking about it, I almost want to move him up to S tier because. He's that good, but I don't think he's one that you. He's not. I think you can still go wrong with him if you do him wrong in this mode. You sitting there thinking. Okay, hold on. Before you move on, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so if you are a crypto main, you're S tier, but if you're someone who just wants to benefit your team, you're A tier, because you don't get his ult whenever you want. You still have to be a decent player, and that's the only reason I think both of us put him in A. If you were able to just, you know, recharge his ult whenever. He'd be S tier for sure. But the fact that you have to do the tier system, I think is the only reason he isn't tied with Bloodhound. Absolutely. And then, of course, we all get why Seer, we agreed on Seer at A. His Bob. ult is amazing. He can stop Just. people from healing their shields since you can you only are healing your health. I mean, solid all around pick. Almost any scan character in this in in this mode is worthwhile i mean it's an a A or s tier well actually there is no scan characters below a tier on either of our lists so scan characters are huge you're right and watson is the next one and i mean fences alone if even if she didn't have her ult, which her ult really doesn't matter much because you get to heal your shields Uh, i mean it allows you to heal your shields earlier but her fences to hold down points that maybe you push so maybe you're at c you go all the way around to take the enemy's A. You can Watson fence up, and that will maybe allow you to finish off the point and go into lockout or give your team enough time to get to you to completely control that point. So Watson herself, overall, great character to play the only in reason, The only reason I didn't give her S is because she's only two out of three maps viable. She's good at the Storm Point and the Hammond Labs map. Otherwise, she is completely useless on the third. The other ones that we agreed on in S tier are good at all three maps, and even some of them are only good at two out of three, but they are just... She was so close for me to being S, but she's just right there. Hey, so Shrimpley. close. Hey, Shrimpley, mm-hmm. before we go on, what what's the third map? I have no clue, <laughs> There's bro. There's no third I'm map. <laughs> There's only is, is two. Really, there's really only two? <laughs> yes. Well, like, I'm be honest, she sucks so much on Storm, Storm Point that she's not viable enough. No, I thought it was no. three. No, Storm Point, you want to use her on B, bro. Storm Point, lock down the B point. In the, the, reason, the reason I don't think she's good on B is because you have to wait to get enough of her. Okay, if okay, every yeah. squad ran a Watson, she'd be asked, but nobody wants to run Watson, even with her buff. Look, okay, I need everyone to look at me right now. You're making Please. me have a double chin right now. <laughs> You're making me have a double Ron chin. Watson. There you go. If, if every squad <laughs> ran Watson, she'd be S. She'd be S plus. She is so strong. But yeah, because not enough people run her, she's A. She's awesome. So now that Shrimply knows how many maps we have. For I thought it was three. I swear to all that is holy. <laughs> oh, good. We haven't had the mode very long, so, you know, whatever. Uh, the the next A tier we agree on 
is Mad Maggie. I I don't really Suck think her. like she's not S tier on this. Her her now her if you had a maybe her alt was the riot drill or something crazy like that. Yeah, she'd be S tier. And her her riot drill herself could put you in S tier, but her alt is not S tier because it bounces too too much around the place. Doesn't do enough damage. The speed boost is nice. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, now that I think about it, I'm moving her up to S tier right now because the the shotguns in this mode are disgusting. Her her ability to run without a uh, a speed you know with the speed of the shotgun without having to put the gun ult, away. Like yeah, like all that makes her S. So screw it. I'm moving her up to S tier. Oh, hold on. You agree with hold me, on. Fud? Or not Fud, Shrimply. <laughs> Fud probably would, honestly. He does he like would. he does like a good shotgun. But the okay, here's my counter offer. Okay. She is A plus. She's not A+. quite A. She's not quite S. She is honestly, especially on Hammond. Okay. When you're on B, that bouncy ball is dumb. I was in a game it is where I was playing Maggie and an, and two other people were playing Maggie in our like nine you know our nine team, and we all threw our bouncy ball at once. Twenty damage is realistically not a lot, but yeah. Yeah, when you but... have three Maggies dropping that ult and there are speed pads <laughs> just yeah. everywhere, uh huh. Okay, you know how He's when nasty, Rev bro. moves dummy fast when you're crouched. Imagine that, but with your gun out. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is dumb. It's amazing, dude. She okay. We'll, do, we'll, we'll agree. We'll agree. A plus. a plus. We're adding a tier in between. A plus would be a legend that you can't go wrong with. That is better than all other legends. That makes her greater than S tier. So I don't know. She's so good. I don't even drill, know. Because you're gonna have a bloodhound. Look, you're gonna have a bloodhound. You get the scan. Pop that tactical. You know, put the right drill on a wall. Also, on Hammond Lab specifically, I saw this first account, like first-hand account. This guy shot it on the door. So the team, of course, went, oh, I won't hold the door anymore. So they moved to the side. He opened the door, and the tactical could keep hitting them. Exactly. Oh, you can shoot it through the roof. You can shoot it through the wall. Her tactical is more powerful than people realize. It will travel a certain distance before it stops having its full range. And that well, distance is about 10 meters ish. To be honest, I think. if you haven't realized that her tactical is the best part of her kit yet, so you dumb. probably shouldn't be playing Apex Legends because that should be a given with that. So, but in yeah. B tier. So B tier is the serviceable legends that can have an impact on a match if used correctly. We only agree on Loba, and so I think potentially good. I think the only reason we agree on Loba is her bracelet. Maybe, yeah. I guess that's why I say it. like it her is. ability to get high ground, to move up and down, all that kind of stuff. And her ult, I mean, would help if you're close enough to the drops, I guess. But I've never even tried her ult. Never tried it. You so. also have to have it. Yeah, you so, have to have it. I don't know. For me specifically, yeah. that bracelet, if it was like, honestly, milliseconds, not much, just a little bit faster, she'd be A. 
Yeah, she, she would could, be. yeah, no, like if she appeared faster and was able to come out of it quicker, definitely A tiered, maybe even S tier if you're good with it. Like like you say, anybody could be S tier with any legend if they're good with them, but maybe but oh, yeah, definitely A tier. Sure. Um and then the last one we agree on, we don't agree on any in C because you have no one in C. And then the last one is D, of course, and D is should only be picked if you need to complete a challenge. And the person that we agree on is Mirage. Um, Bang is garbage. Yeah, he's not. Like, I mean, you can confuse a lot of people. (laughs) You can confuse a lot of people. You you end up confusing your team more than anything. Yeah. Ult is still good, though. Still yeah, good. it's it's just not he's just not one to play. So what we're going to do now is we're going to go and we're going to go through the list of the ones that we don't agree on. So looking at my list and comparing it to um, to we'll Dr. Shipley's, the first one that we have that I have different is in S and that is Ash and Dr. Shrimpley has Ash in is it a t- yeah, a tier. So okay. very close. Why- though. Like. I think you could sway me to S. I be- I firmly believe your your def- like whatever it is you say might sway me to S. You're like it was right. such a close call. Like it was so right. close. Dude, so go like, ahead, give it to me. Her so you have her uh snare ability which if you throw if so in control mainly on B, a lot of people are usually bunched up, right? Whereas oh, in yeah. BR, you know, you don't ever run into that as much. Ash throwing her tactical into a group of bunched up people at a door trying to push a B or C or A is a lot easier to hit than BR. So you're going to snare somebody and that will hold them maybe from getting on the point. And then you have her ult that say, say your team is not allowed to spawn at B anymore because B's being taken. But A, barometer is so close to B that if you use an Ash ult, you can get all the way to B or not, yeah, an Ash ult, you get all the way to B just by using her ult like Pathfinder, and you can go high or low ground um, and take whatever you want. Like, as long as you're moving together, most of the time, whenever a bunch of people spawn on a point, they do move together towards a certain point. So, in that retrospect, if you look at it as her being a movement character and not really the snare itself, that automatically places her in S tier. How do you feel, Shrimp? Okay. The only reason... Okay, I'm gonna put myself at 95% agreement, but 95. my counteroffer is this: that five percent is the other two squads can't see your ping and cannot tell a enemy one from a friendly one, and that'll Dang. also explain our rampart difference. But that's okay. for later. Yeah. Okay, I'll accept if that. my ping, if my ping could be seen by all three squads, Ash is like S plus because that's so good. It's yeah. only the ping system. If I they make it a permanent mode, be please, it cannot be seen by the other squads. And I'll, I'll that's that will will explain our rampart differences. That needs later. to fix. So, all right. So, moving on to the next character that we don't agree on is Horizon. Horizon You're for wrong. me in S tier is. I mean, a plus. Uh, how do you not? How do you not have her? You have her in. B. How in the world? 
do you not have her higher than a- B? What what's wrong with you? As she a is A plus at best and B plus for me. I don't like Horizon. Look, her tactical's good, but it's so easy to follow. I will beam you out of the sky. Okay, yes. I've come across so many. Look, her ult is good. Okay, everybody. Look, before you crucify me, her ult has potential. No, no. It has. Her ult is for sure. Like, if I could just choose ult, S. No, no. Respawn doesn't just put an ult in a game like Horizons thinking, oh, this ult has potential. They put it in the game because it freaking works, bro. It oh, no, it does work. But if your team is a bunch of idiots, it doesn't matter how good something is. It still sucks. Okay. I'll, you know what? I'll give it. So if low. you will agree, if you will agree to move her up to A tier, I'll, I'll, I'll allow. I'll do it. You're, okay. I'll do it. She's up to A tier. A okay. to A plus and maybe even S. I'll give it to maybe. you. Maybe. Okay. I, there honestly, you go. 100%. Amen, I will brother. say that she's no longer B. She is A. You it's are just, if the you're dumb, brother. Horizon sucks. If you're competent, Horizon is A, and if you're smart, she's S plus. Like there's no S. It's either you know what you're doing, or you don't. I think you went a little too far there with that. You know, <laughs> I think there's. I think she's definitely not S plus. But but I'll, I'll give it to you. Whatever you want to say there to make me feel better because I'm correct and you are wrong. Well, okay, so the next character because Caustic's ult paired with hers is disgusting. It is. I well, got sucked yeah. into that. My shield never went down, and I freaking died anyway. <laughs> it oh sucked. man, I was so, so the, angry. <laughs> so the next one, while he calms down there for a second, is Pathfinder at S tier, and you have him at B tier. What? Okay, how is how is his, how can you say Horizon is good? Okay, B B plus, whatever you he's you can B add plus. as many pluses. He's B plus 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 at S tier. <laughs> his movement abilities, his ability to swing, his ability to use his ult to get into places like a high but ground, low ground. Good. Okay, you, you have to be good. There is people a are competent. I'm assuming. Okay. okay, you know what? You know, screw me for trusting <laughs> in my my randoms. Okay, randoms. screw me. That's a horrible idea. And here's so, why. I have a valuable, disgusting, like actual counter argument to this. Okay. Apex's main priority is to get you in a game. It yes. does not care the quality. It just says, hey, you want to play our game? We'll get you in one. And, record, yeah. And control is no different. The faster, the better. <sighs> not enough people know how to coordinate Pathfinder to make him amazing and in control specifically i'll give him b plus at best i'm not giving him a or even s because if you are a bad pathfinder you're useless. honestly hold on look it's not even that if you can't hit your shots you should not be playing octane or pathfinder the main reason that i didn't put pathfinder higher is that octane self heals automatically you don't have to think about it okay pathfinder on the other hand is everything that octane is and more if you're good are you done good now you done talking you can't be solid you have to be good or everybody just you know if you need to disregard the last (laughs) couple minutes of the podcast it's okay 
So, all right, let's move on to the next one. So I have Fuse an A. What to you makes Fuse a S-tier legend? Okay. Okay, hear me out now. I know you don't get to pick up grenades as much, but there are a lot of people who underutilize the grenades in control, which means you get that many more. Okay, not only that, you can hold the grenades for longer because you already have them naturally. You get uh-huh. like two of them or right off the rip. So yeah. on yeah. Uh, barometer specifically, you can drop them and it hits every part that actually holds it, which means you know where they are. If they're not holding the actual point, they're in one of four corners which means you can just walk in dump a nade on one side and look for them on the other because if you miss you get a grenade hit pretty much regardless unless you have an arc star then you're kind of ever since the weird arc star rebuff rework whatever the heck yeah damage take it back to normal respawn what are you doing I'm not angry. You're angry. Okay. I'll give it to you. 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 Fuse for me was an A anyway, so I'm okay. I love Fuse enough that just a character alone to move him up to S. I agree with you. So the next one's He's Gibby. A plus what, for sure. What makes Gibby S tier, Doc? All right. So you know how I was talking about Fuse, huh? I think I'm giving you too much time to talk on this podcast. <laughs> Honestly, like, the doc show. back, kinda. <laughs> it's so giving. why is he S tier? Because you have you have three of the legends that I that I'm about to cover in S <laughs> tier, including you know Blitz, no, 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 no. of course. Why is Gibby A tier? You tell me, and I'll counter offer. The just like Pathfinder, if someone bubbles now that there's a Mad Maggie, unless they know what they're doing. They, they don't back up. A lot of dumb people these days will just sit there in a bubble and take damage. His ult, in most of in most of the points, they have cover. In most of them. So his ult's useless whenever you're pushing a point. His ult is only good to keep people from coming to a point. And, and the maps are so big, you don't have to worry about that. And then overall, his, his shield, okay... Okay, whatever. His arm shield is great. His damage thing is great. His passive is great. Who cares? His abilities are really not that great. Now, bubbling a point whenever people are trying to push into it so that your whole team can bubble fight. Okay, great. Whatever. But all I got to do is walk up with the Maggie ult and put it in there, and the ball keeps spinning and hits your entire team. Screw your team. It forces you off the point. Whatever. So what you got to say there, buddy? You got to say that. All right. So. We'll start with the ult. It's not about keeping people off. It's about keeping people in. Let's say you hold C and B. B is the one that you want to hold, right? It's got the bonus. But your team moved on to A because, you know, obvious reasons. Might as well take it to their home base. They go for A. Right before they cap it, you toss Gibby's ult. They have to sit there or take damage, especially on barometer. That's dangerous. If they leave that building, it doesn't even matter if it's A or C. If they leave that building, they take damage and anyone on B gets open season. Okay. That's just his ult as to why he's A plus. Here's what makes him 
S. And this is the fun part. You said Mad Maggie's ult, right? If you have a teammate, especially in your squad, that's Maggie, you throw down Dome and then throw down her ult around the edge and they can't move in because they're going to get launched out. But that's the kicker. They're going to be like, oh, the boost pads will make me move fast. I've had so many people bum rush me when I was playing with a Gibby and I was playing Maggie and they'll run like this. I'm so fast. You are welcome to Mastiff pain town. Mastiff pain. And then they're like against the girl that has no, like can, that has the speed of the same whenever she's got her gun holstered. Yeah. Yeah. Mastiff versus Gibby. You're still going to lose. Have you seen some of the plays that Maggie has? Yeah. So, on barometer and even on B, on uh, on Olympus, Olympus, when you throw it down, her thing just keeps bouncing around and throws these bounce the speed pads everywhere. Uh-huh. People get overconfident, yeah. right? So you hit them real hard. They run into the bubble. You hit them and they go, man, the bubble not safe. So you make sure you plant her tactical on the edge facing them or even uh, grenades. I've just uh-huh. I've seen a Maggie Gibby setup work so well with people who aren't even in the same squad that that's why I leave them there. Like, only, it has potential. I only okay this because Maggie's being played as much as she is. If she wasn't being played as much as she is, and if she wasn't as Fair. great of a character, then that would put Gibby in A or lower. So the next one that we have yeah. is Caustic. 100%. So you have Caustic as A. Our S tier. Nope. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you, not necessarily because I think he belongs. I think he's there. A actually. I think he's well, A plus. He's an in between. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Okay. Him. I'll move I'll move my Cossack from B to A plus because I he, I mean as a as a defense character, he's fine. Let's move on to Rampart. So Rampart I have his B, and she is not <laughs> someone I'm willing to move. Not at all. Um, not with the addition of Mad Maggie. <laughs> not with any of that crap. I don't care. I mean, sure, her minigun is, is awesome. Um, sure, her, her uh, um, whatever they're called, the shields are awesome. But not, she's not getting moved. So why do you have her so high on the list? Olympus. Hammond Labs. If you have two Ramparts... They can't get in without destroying the wall first. Two of them. So you need more than one. One can do it, but two is like the guaranteed. Like, if you have one Rampart on your team, they can effectively make sure where those teams go. And if they decide, nah, I'm going to destroy these walls, you know that because you could watch them get broke. And that's why I love her. Just the Olympic, the Hammond Labs map alone. So one of the reasons I put her here is a really, really funny reason that won't make sense. If you have more than one Rampart on your, you know, your three teams, it the game does not register other Ramparts as friendly. Those shield walls look the same as an enemy one. Doesn't care. It just, it's like orange, destroy it. So me and another Rampart were fighting for the better part of probably two and a half minutes. I mean, we were ducking, shooting, and none of us saw the tiny triangle over each other's head. But that right there, 
means that you can cause confusion on the other team. Because mm-hmm. while it doesn't matter which team it's on, it's just enough to make them want to destroy your own wall or their own wall because they're afraid that it belongs to someone else. Yeah. No. I, okay. I'll agree with you on that. Um, I'm not moving her a up plus. though. She's not a plus. A? She's a? she'll go B. She'll st- she'll go. I'll take she'll it. go I'll B. Take if I think she is. Yeah. She's she she's B on me. She's staying B. She's stay. You yeah. You take that. You take that hard. Um. The next one <laughs> is Lifeline. I don't really think we need to discuss this one much because they're only we only have them one tier difference. Is it just a heal drone, or I don't think you still get anything useful out of her ult. You do. So. You can get purple armor out of it. You can still get better stuff out of it, okay. but you got to earn it. Dang it. And Dang the only it. reason I put her at A is because I learned it doesn't matter how many people are near Doc. The Doc drone will heal them. There could be five, six, seven, ten. It doesn't care. If someone needs health, it'll heal it. And that's like, super you powerful. You see the pain on my face that I have to agree <laughs> with you for once. Like, okay, look, here's like, why. I know I was why. Playing Lifeline with my ranked team because we were just trying to, like, you know, warm the hands up. We were on Hammond Labs. I ran down middle and threw the Doctrine out, and I watched four enemies run to that drone so fast, which told me that they didn't have full health. We, me, Kui Kui, which is my other buddy, and my buddy Bear, beamed four people. And I've never seen four people die so fast in my life because they just saw the dock drone and they were like, health, finally, and just got beamed. I agree. With I won't. I won't move her to S though. Nobody can move her to S. You're no, wrong. No, no. She. I will move she her to A. A-M-S. I'll move her to A. Um, she ain't getting plus. <laughs> so the next character before we talk about the one that I think is not poo, Revenant. We have <laughs> at. I have at C, and you have at Which is weird. B. Is is he at B because of the ult or no. it's the silence? Oh, so it's the it's silence being able to cancel abilities and being able to put that at doors and block and a little bit of damage. Kind of if damage. you remove the damage, I'm dropping him to D probably. C at best. But yeah. if it wasn't for the like, what is it like ten damage or something? That Some little damage. bit of damage, look in control. It any little bit counts. Yep. That's okay. It. And, that's all I have. The, yeah, that's all I've got too. I mean, I love Rev. I have a freaking. Uh, a character of Rev I got for Christmas for my brother-in-law. I'm not going to crap talk Rev. I think Rev is one of the best characters in the game. If you're coordinated with your team, yeah. if you're working with your team, he can be one of the best. Um, so one that we don't agree on is I have Bangalore at C and you have her at D. She sucks. <laughs> Does she suck because of the confusion from her smoke? If so, I have a counter. Why else does she suck? If the the issue is, is everybody has access to Bangalore, which is good and bad. If you're not at least, I'm going to say what level 50, I think, please don't play bang. I get it. You get shot at, you can run faster. It's cool. It has like what? 20 second cooldown or something to run faster. Smokes are nice. Her ult is solid. 
But in control, all you're going to do is end up screwing your team because every single time I saw anyone that was a low level, they'd get shot at, pop smoke, run away. Listen to me. And they'd barely take any damage. They might take like 40 damage. They're like, oh, I got to smoke out and run to the other side of the map. Here is why she is not at D with Mirage. Here's why. Okay. Okay. I agree that dumb people smoke dumb. Even some of the smartest people I've even I've ever played with and even in BR smoke stupid. Like they, they smoke stupid. Like they don't think about it. They just push it because like, Oh, this will at least get me not shot at for five seconds. But with the prominent characters being scanned characters in this mode, she is still okay to play. And and with your ability to get care package weapons and all that with digital threats and all that stuff and the mats being so big, she is still great. I, I don't like I I think that if it was a smaller map, if you were looking at more confined areas, you know, maybe at labs, I don't think she's that great at B at uh, on barometer at B, not so great. But everywhere else, it's you can see through her stuff with scans, put a crypto drone up. So you can work around a person who plays bang. And that's the only reason I have her at C. If scan characters okay. were not prominent, I would not have her at C at I would not have her say D. But I can't put her with Mirage. Mirage in this mode is just other Look, than if you would have given me a lower mode. tier, that's where Mirage would be. Like F tier. Yeah, probably. You know what? I'm gonna move him to please don't play Mirage. That's where please. he's going. He yeah. gets his own thing. I'm doing it right now. Check the notes. I'm watching. Screw you, you Mirage. Mirage. No, he doesn't. No, don't play Mirage. Can you can you agree that it's okay to not put them together? That that that. One hundred percent. Okay. Bang okay. doesn't deserve that. But he didn't meet there. I have one counter offer. Okay. I'm gonna move her to C, and here's why. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. As long I as need... you're agreeing with me, I don't care why. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you you gave a really good argument. Honestly, you did. And you know what? I there's not enough for me to disagree with to keep her at D. Bang C. You know what? Maybe even if you're good, C and higher. C and higher. But I'm okay. not gonna admit to higher than C. You're gonna have to catch me in my DMs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So but there you go. Hold on. This is what's gonna blow your go mind. Yeah. I firmly believe that Bang would be more powerful. If her smoke provided protection from scans uh, from Maggie, Seer, and Bloodhound, think about it. If you were directly in or behind, you, I mean, like you have to be holy. If a part of you is not covered by the smoke, screw you, you're getting scanned. Like, I mean, it's either you're in it or you're not kind of thing. 100% or none at all. I think she would easily be a tier for every mode. Uh, I think like that if that, you gave, I think if you gave her wall hacks through her smoke, like everybody no, no, else in the game hacks. is given. No, that's too much. I mean, a- anti meaning if you're in it or out of it, you can't be scanned. You can't. I mean, okay. Like, so, but, and but then this the is all like speculation. Timid, yeah, the counter to that. Is that Seer can still see the heartbeat, but can't throw out his tactical. So yeah. basically, any ability, including Maggie, 
Mad Maggie, like anything that says, hey, if you're damaged, scan, like any ability that says, if you're hit by this, you're scanned. If you're inside of her smoke or fully behind it, I don't care if it's a finger, you get hit by it. But if you're fully behind it, you don't get scanned. That would make Bangalore absolutely terrifying because those three little like the normal tactical is already pretty strong by itself, not including scans. And the scans are the counter to it. But if she was a counter to the scans, it would make Bang so much more powerful. I would say A, A plus. I don't think I'd throw her an S for BR, but like pretty much everything else, pubs BR, arenas, control. If her stuff was anti-scan, I think it would make Bang so good, but not like an absolute pick. There you go. So if you she want to know Dr. Shrimpley's, Shrimpley's opinion on how Bang should be buffed in the future, it's right there. But as far as it goes Please now, respond. Listen to we, me. <laughs> we both agree that C works out perfectly for our list. So with oh. that, our list is complete. You know, we made some changes here. We've talked about it. Um, we want to know what you have to say. So make sure you tweeted us on Twitter. Let us know how we are wrong. If not, make sure oh, you yeah. join our Discord, uh, go in the general channel and tell us everything we we did was wrong and we, we, you want to fix it. And we will, uh, you know, I'm going to make sure that we put a picture of this in our Discord so that you're able to look at our picks for these characters and what we believe the best characters for control are and what the worst characters are. But with that, you know, one of the things we were just talking about there, and one of the things that makes this really interesting and kind of a segue into our next topic is, you know, characters add a lot of variety to a game, right? They add, they make a game interesting and they, you know, some characters are easier to play. Some characters are harder to play. Um, some characters' skill ceilings are higher. Some are lower. So what I would like to do as a, as someone who doesn't really pay attention to the lingo of gaming. I don't, I didn't really know what a skill ceiling and a skill floor is, right? So let's go ahead and move into our final topic here the skill ceiling and floor of Apex Legends. So the first thing that I want to do is I want to cover what is a skill ceiling, what is a skill floor. What are, what are the different types of each? And then what are the different combinations that we can see, right? Okay, hold up. I have a prediction. I want to go yep. ahead and make it before we move forward, okay? Go ahead. Now, obviously, I can read the notes. But as someone who originally was just like Siege, Rainbow Six Siege, is my life. And then when I got a PC, I'm still not sure why, but I, I just picked up Apex. And then Apex was, like, just way better. Um, my prediction is that skill floor is your ability to play the game and still have fun, like a general sense, because we, we both know you're going to actually describe what it is. And then skill ceiling is how high you have to be to be considered top tier. And just to um, okay. dumb it down, would be masters or higher for apex um if you play rocket league it'd be grand champ or higher uh siege would be 
diamond or higher because after diamond is just you're good <laughs> no one can beat you um and i don't play any other games that have ranked modes like that but it's the floor is how much fun you can have before you're just like i'm not good enough to play this game and ceiling is how good can you get before you are tied with everyone else so Which, let's see if shrimp please yeah. a uh, let's see if his uh, his uh, opinions are of it are wrong or right or what he's saying there. So let's talk about skill ceiling and skill floor, what they are. So first thing, we got a lot of this definitions from a article that was published by someone known as Kione. He's a software developer by day and a gamer by night. And they wrote an article called skill floor and skill ceiling. P- pretty self-explanatory there. Um, and we want to cover yep. this with you and then also finally discuss what we think the skill floor and the skill ceiling of Apex Legends may be. What what do we think it is? So let's go ahead and look at the definitions of uh, what a skill floor is and what a skill ceiling is to see if Dr. Shrimpley was right on his assessment there oh, of yes. each. I believe oh. I am wholly <laughs> correct. So a skill floor is the bare minimum amount of skill with that game to participate in the game effectively. So, you know, whenever you look at the skill floor, you think about, can my six-year-old play this and still be successful and have fun? Or, or can my, or do I have to be an older player that understands, you know what, maybe I have to be able to read, right? If you, if you, uh, you know, that's why one, one of the things I thought about whenever I created this topic was Pokemon, right? My Mm, seven year old who plays Pokemon, he can't really read well. So as far as him playing Pokemon, that, that, that barrier of him being able to read really affects whether or not he can be truly successful in the game. True. He can play, he can go catch a Pokemon, look at the pretty pictures, but if it, if it comes to me or him getting to the elite four in a very, you know, in a quick fashion or in a fashion that's actually enjoyable, it makes more sense to me because I can actually read. I can know what levels up my Pokemons. I can know if there's a special thing that causes my Pokemons to, to, um, to, what do you call that? What do you evolution to, uh, to change the next character. I can know all that. Whereas he's going to have a hard time figuring out because he can't really read that well. So, you know, there's a lot of things that can affect the skill floor of a game past just, is this game easy or hard, right? So that's a, it's a general topic. So the skill floor is essentially a skill gate to the game, kind of this barrier to entry. If you're not good enough to hit this floor, then you have a, and then you're going to have a hard time basically saying, you know, what developers are basically placing a sign on a game saying, you must be this tall to ride this ride, basically, right? And of course, 100% you know, percent agree. Not true for everybody. You know, there's some kids, seven year olds that can read a whole book and all kinds of crazy things. But my seven year old cannot read a entire look, deep novel. There are some on. kids that are in like third grade that make me look absolutely just <laughs> dumb and yeah. just like like I I'm not the smartest person, but I am certainly well above average. And when I hear a fourth grader reading stuff, and I'm like, what? What does that word even mean? And they're like, oh! And then they explain it. I'm just like, please stop. I don't need this right now. 
<laughs> well, let's go ahead into what is a low skill floor. A low skill floor means that is an easy game to get a grip on. This is the easiest of easiest games, right? If you have a very, very low skill floor, then it's easy games. And, and I'll talk more about what an example of that here soon. A high school fish. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, a high skill floor means you probably should expect to have a hard time as you learn to play or how, how as you learn how to play the game. Right. So this is a, a really hard game that you can't just pick up and be instantly good at. This is going to take you some time to figure it out, to get good at it. Uh, one of those for me is like Hades, Hades. Yeah. You can hack and slash Ooh, and all that kind of stuff. But if good. you want to make it well into Hades and actually get out of hell, um, there's a high skill floor to that. It's not that easy and it gets harder and harder as you progress. So that's an example of what I would consider a high Hold skill on. floor. Yeah, I have ahead. a couple to add to that. Valorant and CSGO have the most interesting skill floors. Okay. Because if you're aiming to just have fun, CSGO has so many stupid options. Or even like Counter-Strike Source. Okay. Same with Valorant. You could just play that game and have fun. But the moment, the exact moment you're like, you know what? Maybe I want to be better. That skill floor skyrockets for both games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if well, you just want to yeah. play games and enjoy them, a lot of games have that ability. Even Apex does with like arenas, control. And just real quick, I really hope control stays forever. It's honestly a, just a, a good game mode. But there are a lot of games that have the ability to just have fun. But especially BRs or like arena shooters, the skill floor immediately just goes straight to the moon when you're like, you know what? I want to be better. Just, yeah, just no. know that. And we'll talk a little bit about that later when we talk about Apex Legends, because I believe that the different modes in Apex Legends contribute mostly to your different skill floors. And there's a skill floor attributed to each of the modes. So with that, yeah. now that we've covered skill floor, let's go ahead and move into skill ceiling, which is different. A skill ceiling is the limit or lack thereof on how good you can get at the game given enough practice. So some questions that you can ask yourself to determine the skill ceiling of a game is with all the time in the world, how much time does this game take to learn and master, right? That's, that's the first question you can ask. And that's then the fair. next one is how much advantage does the time and the effort in practice give you? You know, if you look at a game like Apex Legends, you know, you look at how many hours these pros put in it. Of course, the more hours you put in such in almost any FPS game, unless you're talking about Call of Duty, which to me has a low skill floor and a low skill ceiling, then yes, you know, you will get good at, you know, if you put a lot of hours in the game, you're going to get good at the game. You're going to be better than most people, you know, games like Apex that has abilities and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, you know, you can be a lot better than the rest. So we'll talk more about that here soon. Let me go ahead and describe what a low skill ceiling and a high skill ceiling is a low skill ceiling means that despite putting a lot of time into the game, you're only marginally better than those who are average. There isn't much incentive to go from good to great. So there's really not much of a difference between <laughs> great people. Yeah. Call of duty. I, I would agree with that. 
And then a a high skill ceiling, (laughs) a high skill ceiling means that there is a clear difference between the run of the mill player and those that dedicate large chunks of their life to this particular section of video game medium. So I think there's a lot of games out there like this. There are a ton of games with high skill ceilings because there are plenty of games out now. The online multiplayer genre in its in itself and the ranked mode genre of its of itself is one of the things that to contributes to um, a high skill ceiling. If if games so, didn't have online multiplayer, if games didn't have ranked modes, there wouldn't be as many games with high skill ceilings as there are today. Um, and that, that's really I have what three really good examples, and two of them are technically speaking the same game. Okay, so a high skill ceiling is 100% Apex. If you remove all of the skills from each legend and just give them, like, say, a tactical maybe, I don't think the ceiling would be so high, just because the ults are so important. But... That ties it into another arena shooter, Valorant slash CSGO. Because while CSGO and Valorant start on the same premise, you know, you buy your guns and everything, you still have to be smart about how you utilize the things you are able to purchase. So again, creates a high skill ceiling, but a low skill floor to enjoy the game. Now, PUBG is a direct comparison to our game. The best. You cannot argue this point. I will die on this hill. Apex Legends is the best Battle Royale game currently out. That could change in a year's time. We're still early in 2022. But right now, as of February 14th, 2022, at 11.17 p.m., you cannot convince me otherwise that Apex Legends is not the best Battle Royale game. Yeah, but I don't think that what contributes and makes it the best Battle Royale game is the skill ceiling and skill floor because I think that there's a lot of games that match exactly like Valorant. skill ceiling. Yeah, Valorant, I, I believe, is one of those it's 100%. games. 100%. Like, it's a direct comparison, even though they are technically two different games. Apex, Battle Royale. Even with the extra modes, Valorant is technically, I think, an arena shooter, but I'm not... I'm not a hundred percent on that. I don't. I, yeah, it's, I don't know. The only it's but there's only one. There's only one BR that I think matches the Apex Legends, and that would be um, that Gummit. Don't uh, say the, it. Stop. Don't. I don't want to say it, but say? I'll be for you. Say it. It's it's Fortnite. There you go. That was it what I was going to gonna say. I, it's such a bad game. I forgot to do what the name was. But it's not bad. That's the issue. It's bad to me. I played it. So, okay. It is Fortnite, Just though. I, I, that is the give one me I was 60 of. seconds to rant. Fortnite is one of the best games on the market. I cannot fight that point. It has everything you need. Immediate games. Decent SBMMM, which is skill-based matchmaking. It's also just fun. And the biggest thing it has is pop culture. I cannot remember Mm -hmm. the team for the life of me right now, but in Siege, before I switched to Apex, there was a team, I'm going to have to look it up, but they did a big crossover thing with Marvel, 
the 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 people that own the team spent a lot of money with Disney to be able to make it to where different team members got to choose whichever comic character they want and it made them honestly just stupid amounts of money and Disney knew that because they were one of the top tier teams at the time I think I know it wasn't SSG maybe it was G2 or something I don't know for sure I just know that there was a team that released Marvel related jerseys and I have never in the history of esports seen anything sell out so fast in my life I guess I wanted to buy one and couldn't get it it was within 30 seconds they said they were out I guess the good thing though is while that's cool it doesn't really affect the skill ceiling or skill floor unless it draws in better players Fortnite just draws in people to play because it has pop culture and I can't fault it for that I, and I, I, I could say that 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 advertisement can directly affect the skill ceiling and skill floor of a game. I mean, you look at Apex Legends, you look at people like Nick Merckx, right? The advertisement Ooh. of the rank system versus the cheating system in Warzone and no rank system pulled somebody like Nick Merckx over. And now Nick Merckx is starting an ALGS team with two other people. Uh, I mean, you're... It, there's a phase ALGS team starting with him and the guy that left uh, um, TSM. There's yes. Snipe Down. Snipe Down, and I forget who the third is. The third. No, no. Really so I don't think Snipe Down's fully invested anymore. I think he left because he is full time Halo now. No, no. I've I li- it was literally confirmed the other day that he is going to be doing both phase Halo and phase. Apex Legends and Nick Merckx will be on his team for Pro League. So now whether or not they make it in the LGS and go to the higher levels, I have no idea, but they will definitely be a team to watch. But let's go ahead and move on to the examples of skill floors and skill ceilings. We'll be able to talk about the ALGS some other day. So the first thing is the worst possible combo you can ever have is a high skill floor and a low skill ceiling. That means the game is Really hard to learn, but the difference between the lower character, the lower players, and the higher players in the game, there's very little uh, distance between those. So that's the worst possible game to pick up and play or or learn because there's little there's little um, benefit in your performance. The next Activity. one, <laughs> the next one is high skill floor and high skill ceiling is not nearly as bad as a low skill floor and a, or a high skill floor and a low skill ceiling, but it probably have time, a hard time making any money. So that's why developers usually stay away from that because they don't want to make the game too hard for people. And then they don't definitely don't want to make it. So you get to the point where you're good enough to play the game, but then to get to the very top of the game, as far as the charts go, you have to fight way past how the hard, that it took you to get to that point so a lot of people wouldn't want to buy a game like that to, to play so that's why that's... that that is horrible whoa hold on that makes a lot of sense so i play rocket league and like a couple other games outside of apex but apex is the majority of my life but so we're gonna take a moment for rocket league rocket league i bought when it first transferred to xbox in 2016 i got the badge thing and everything love the game but 
it does in fact have an extremely low ceiling for skill. Like you can play that game and have fun and just be an idiot very easily. But unfortunately, the moment you decide, you know what? I want to be better. There is such. So like in Apex to get out of bronze, I think we can both agree on this point. All you have to do is play. Play the game. Play ranked and you will get out of bronze. That doesn't work that way in Rocket League. Either you start getting good or you better just just stop playing ranked. Period. Yeah, Rocket League is pretty hard whenever it comes to ranked. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Yeah, definitely. Thankfully. Yeah, yeah. So the next one is a low skill floor and a low skill ceiling is where casual games and arcade games lie. Technically, whenever you look at a low skill floor, you know, you go play any of the arcade games. There's also going to be a low skill ceiling because arcade games are not meant to be hard. Arcade games like Pac-Man and all that, they want you to beat the highest score on the list. Because that adds to the next person coming in and makes them spend more money on the game. So they purposely make the game a low skill ceiling because you're like, oh, I got second place on the on the leaderboards. I can get first, no problem. And so therefore, that's that's basically that. So and then the last one, and this is the best one, and this is the game type of game every company wants to make is a low skill floor with a high skill ceiling. So this is what Keone says. He says, the barrier entry is low. Anyone can play this game and get enjoyment out of it. It sells plenty of copies, which fund the development, encourage studios and publishers that these kind of games are worthwhile. Meanwhile, with a high skill ceiling, those players that choose to throw their life in it can display to the world that decision. They can stomp on those taking advantage of the low skill floor not that those people will mind the punishment in such games is getting stomped on won't be very frustrating as a part of the skill floor. We can name off a list of games right now and it all and the one thing that they have in common, the one thing that they have in common is that there is a pro league associated with them. Overwatch, Apex, Ooh, uh, Search and Destroy, hard point call of duty can that that is that that's where maybe call of duty as itself isn't a low skill floor high skill ceiling but certain modes within call of duty can be a low skill floor and a high skill ceiling you just said a big thing yes overwatch okay before siege i this is gonna sound crazy I bought Overwatch four, one, two, three, four separate times. Once on Xbox, I don't know, twice on Xbox, once on, excuse me, sorry. I have drank things that make me burp. (laughs) So twice on Xbox, once on PS4, and once on PC. I think Overwatch is one of those games that you can literally hop in, play, Hop out, not care, game over, you're done. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the low skills but when you, floor. Yeah. It's it's you can it has a low enough floor where you can just enjoy the game 
and move on with your life. But the other games it's compared to, Team Fortress 2. Yes and no. That is the other game. Oh, what? Yeah, Another time. Another time before I freak out. Move on, drunk brain. (laughs) Team Fortress 2 is its direct competitor. And Overwatch learned a lot from that game. But it ignored a lot. That's another podcast. Weary Battle Royale. Okay. Yeah. So if you take... um, Hold on, my brain's turned off. PUBG, Fortnite, Apex Legends, and Warzone, and you compare them, not a single one of those games, I think, are a direct comparison. Sure, they're all the same genre, but none of them the same. Because Warzone, you can pick up with the boys, play a few rounds, and move on with your life. Okay? Its direct comparison is Fortnite. Because it... I think Fortnite does have a rank mode, though, now, doesn't it? I think. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't, I don't play it, so. It's, I know it's a lot of people while, love it. But I'm so. pretty sure it does. I'm pretty sure it does. But that's its direct comparison because both of them cater to the low ceiling, or sorry, <clears throat> low skill floor, but a decently, I'm not going to say high, but like a medium skill ceiling. Like, if you're good at the game, you're going to dominate, right? Like, for sure. Um, But someone who is good at those games might not be good at Apex. Yeah. Because neither of those games require a tactical or ultimate. And that's where it gets really weird. There are only two games that require that. Valorant and Overwatch. And those games are direct comparisons to each other, but not even super direct. No, they're still little swiggly lines. Yeah, yeah, because Overwatch is attack, defend, blah blah blah, objective based, and they'd be like, "But oh, but 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 Valorant is, eh, it is a CS:GO, it is a CS:GO game with Overwatch inspired abilities, and Apex is a battle royale with Valorant." And Overwatch. Actually, I think we came out before Valorant, but yeah, you did. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Apex did. Yeah, yeah. But either way, it's the point is that there is a skill, a tactical, a constant thing that everyone has, and an ultimate that everyone must acquire. Yeah. So what we'll do now unique. is we'll actually talk about Apex specifically, right? We've we so far we we actually did more than what I thought we'd do, and we actually talked a lot about different games, which. That's what this was for, right? This this whole this whole uh, section in the podcast was to like if you aren't an Apex player, you can now go back and listen to this and say, "This is my favorite game I play." Is it a? Does it have a low skill ceiling? Does it have a high skill ceiling? Does it have a low skill floor? Does it have a high skill floor? What makes this game so appealing? And the hope is is that it does have a low skill floor with a high skill ceiling because that's what every company wants to make. And so now just talking about Apex alone, Apex for me, and I think Shrimply agrees, is a low skill floor with a high skill ceiling. I think that they have Only made because of arenas. Yeah. If we remove but, arenas, that doesn't make sense. But with arenas, you can hop in the game, have fun, and move on with your life. I think that even without arenas, so I guess I I don't know. I'm not being a devil's advocate. I'm actually 
saying this for real. I think without arenas, you still have a low skill floor and a high skill ceiling. And that's because anybody can hop into a pub game and have the game of their life, right? Because they get matched with random people. There are some pub games that are bad, but then also here's the thing. If you, this is where apex legends and rank modes matter. If you look at rank now, if, if you said as a BR game, if this didn't have ranked, I would still say it still has a low skill floor because you have plenty of characters agree. that make up for that. So let's go ahead and just talk about that. Yeah. I don't want to go ahead and go too deep because I could get on a soapbox for days. Let's look at it first. We will be so here for three episodes. <laughs> the possible reasons why apex has a low skill floor and a high skill ceiling. The first one I have over here is quantity over or yeah. Quantity over quality of matches that automatically gives you a low skill floor. If they cared about quality of matches, the skill floor would be higher because you would be put with people more like you. And so therefore it would be harder to progress because you're actually playing people at your skill level. So you would really have to work to beat people that are similarly skilled to you to move past that. In that moment, I think you'd have more like a medium skill floor and you'd have a high skill ceiling because there'd still be people, uh, people that were way better than you in your matches. But I definitely think that the quantity over quality adds to that yes with that that adds to the quality or sorry quantity over quality i tried to say it backwards is that you have eight original legends which are bloodhound gibby lifeline pathfinder wraith bangalore caustic and mirage and you're like oh well whatever there's a whole bunch for now you're right there are but of those original eight four people are still considered viable in the absolute top tier of the game which means you don't have to spend any money any crazy amount of time to unlock someone to be viable that means as soon as you start you can spend what is it like five or ten bucks to get caustic which is the only person of the four out of eight that you have to unlock. And even then you could spend, I think it's 10 or 15 hours playing the game and you can unlock him immediately because Bloodhound, Gibby, Wraith, and Caustic are four of the top tier people in ALGS, which is, you know, the pinnacle of we are the best. And those four legends are the original eight. Octane, not original, okay? Crypto, nope, didn't exist before. Valkyrie, nope, suck it, didn't exist before until, like, what is it, nine? Okay, so the other three people who are considered top tier did not exist until the last year. Yeah, okay, that's a good thing. Which means as soon as you start, you have, if you are okay at FPSs, you have the potential to make it to top tier. Yeah, and that brings on my second point that I was going to make, that the difference in the type of characters, uh, for me, what that does is it adds multiple floors to the the game. So, you know, if you're looking at uh, Lifeline, Lifeline is a low-skill floor person. You, You know, she can heal herself. She can heal her teammates. Her ultimate is you just drop down a care package, just do it out of cover. Um, But if you look at someone like, Gibby or even Mad Maggie, who's recently been added, there is a higher skill floor 
to those characters, right? And and 100%. that started from conception, like you said. That started from conception that you had multiple floors added to this game because of who you play. So, you know, that what that did was that really made this game a good game for almost anybody, right? A kid can come in and play Lifeline and heal her team up. Um, uh, uh, even a kid that's With smart shield can come in back in the day. Yeah. So, I mean, Gosh. in a way, the characters have added to these multiple floors. So to say that you're stuck at a low skill floor is wrong because depending on what character you play, the skill floor can go up. Um, but if you're looking only at people that you're playing against, then there is a, it is a low skill floor because, you know, you can still, you can feed any amount of people in BR or, or uh, arenas or control or whatever. So for me, uh, you know, Gibby is one of those characters that increases the skill floor. I think Mad Maggie is Mad Maggie is one of those characters because you need to know how to push people out away from cover. You need to be, you need to think when you actually use her tactical. Um, I'd say any character where you don't have to put much thought to it would be a character that the there's a low skill floor. So that would be for me, yep. that would be lifeline. Um, I, I believe you can put thought to a Mirage ult, but I think Mirage, you can technically call a low skill character. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't, I mean, there, you know, you could, you could maybe call Octane a low skill as long as you pay for sure. hundred percent healing. Um, I don't, I don't know. Maybe Pathfinder. No, no, Pathfinder's not according to our no. conversation earlier. Uh, I don't know mm. if there's any other characters that I would consider like blood, maybe Bloodhound. Bloodhound could be a low skills. Ooh, for sure. Score. Yeah. Because as long as you're hitting the tactical, you're, you're giving your team information. Yeah. And so because I, even if you okay. don't hit anyone with the tactical, that's still information. You're like, there's no one that way. And I don't really know of any other people that I would consider that low as those four, you know, like I said, lifeline, mirage, bloodhound. And then who was my other one? I forget who I said. Somebody else go back and listen. Octane, 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 Octane. Octane. So yeah, you're those, right. And if you're looking at the highest skill play, you know, characters, I think Gibby's one of those. I think Val top is one, here. you know, cause if, if oh, I just right Valk, under Gibby, Valk is, is the reason I think her is because you have to be really good at your, the fly ability and not taking damage pack. when you're up in the air, the jet pair jet pack. Um, uh, I'd say bloodhound or not bloodhound, but Bangalore, because you need uh, to know when to smoke, when not to smoke. Uh, I mean, you, to be honest with you, if you don't know how to use her smoke uh, and you don't know how to coordinate with the team, you should not be playing Bangalore. Like, like we said earlier, um, but that still doesn't make her a D in control. Um, and then other than that, I mean, those are your like, really, really to me, that's kind of your three that I would say are the highest skill ceiling. I don't, I mean, Wraith, Wraith could be one because you don't want to just portal Ooh. in. So you have about right. four on each and then the rest of the legends are kind of in the middle. Um, you know, Rev, for instance, is one that I might put as a very high skill ceiling. Um, and, but I mean, you can also with a rev, you can use your old on for yourself and push in and destroy your whole team if you're good enough. So, you know, in a way, it, just hit the total. So I don't know. So I mean, okay, I then think, you could bring high. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of characters, hold on. right? I think that right now, as it stands, season twelve, every legend except 
Mirage coming from a original Mirage main. He was the guy that was like, dude, I really like this character. I want to play him. But he was my original main. Mirage is the only like non-viable character. Everyone else is B or above. And to me, if a legend is B, that means in the right hands, they are S. Because yeah, I mean, I've we'll come across some Bangalores yeah. that I'm like, oh my god, this kid is cracked. I hate it here. I want them to kill me now so I can go to a new lobby. Yeah, but I mean, any character, but I mean, we, you know, I definitely just wanted to cover some of the characters that you could look at as a low-skill ceiling. Like, the low-skill ceiling characters are characters that I advise people to start out with. The high-skill ceiling are like... Sure. Yeah, like some like if if you asked me today, if my seven year old came up to me and he said, "Dad, what character character should I play?" I would say Lifeline or Bloodhound. Those are the two characters I would default to because those are the oh, two yeah. characters that can agree. not only they they can't hurt you in any way possible. No. There's no way to hurt uh, hurt yourself, and you can only aid the team. And, and if anything, you know, I think that that makes them the best characters to start out with in the lowest skill floor out of anybody. Um, of course, you can always Bloodhound over Lifeline. Yeah, Bloodhound sure, is Blood, Blood, BH over Lifeline. But yeah. if you're like, I want to be support while I learn the game, you cannot go wrong with Lifeline. Yeah, you literally provide extra stuff for your team because if all of you are blue, it's gonna drop a purple armor. Yeah, and then it's the next crazy. thing that actually can attribute to the skill floor and skill ceiling is the different maps that are available. Um, you know, you look oh, at storm point yeah. versus world's edge. You hit Kings, uh, Canyon versus uh storm point, you know, storm point, having to push up hills, um, take cover as you're pushing up a constant hill world's edge, having, uh, you know, being one of the better maps for ranked any, any game you play in it, the maps can contribute to, the skill floor and skill ceiling. I don't really know how much more to talk about without going into detail on the maps, but they definitely play a part. The next thing is um, King up- Canyon sucks. I don't care who you are. You're Sorry. disgusting. I had to get uh, that the out. updates to a game, <laughs> right? If a game that like we look at Overwatch right now, right? If Overwatch mm. kept continu- continuously getting updates, then you might see a change in the skill floor and skill ceiling. But like something like Apex, who is constantly getting updates, we just saw with let's just look at the skill ceiling and the skill floor of crypto alone. Crypto skill floor just went way down because of his ability thank to not stay stationary in your drone. What do you say? Thank God. Oh, thank God. Yeah. No. Yes. Thank God please. for us who are playing with randoms. That he needed that. So because they he, click on crypto and you're like, please don't suck. And now you're like, look, just hit Q. Yeah, just hit the Q, throw it out, and get it there. So, you know, in a way, updates play a role, and Apex updates have been plentiful, and they have helped in contributing to either lowering the skill floor for players like we did with Crypto or hiring the skill ceiling because these people are constantly, you know, a adapting to the changes much quicker than the lower players are. And so they're able to separate themselves from the pack way further than ever before. So if anything, apex over the time with its updates has, has lowered its skill ceiling, you know, a lot lower than when it started, 
but it also raised the ceiling or not lower the skill ceiling, lower the skill floor, but raised the skill ceiling for the higher, a higher skill ceiling because of the update. So um, the next thing, you know, in apex that plays a part is being able to revive and respawn. Right. Um, you know, you think of something like overwatch, you, you play the game, you're able to respawn in six seconds. The ability to be able to revive and respawn your team plays in the fact that you still have a chance, right? Some games, if you go down, you don't get to be revived. You just get shot and you're killed instantly. That makes the skill floor go up. But in the the fact that you do have revives and respawns in Apex Legends, that lowers the skill floor so that other players can enjoy the game and it makes it a little bit easier on them, right? Oh, yeah. And then the last thing that we wanted to cover is, well, actually I just did this and I want to, I want to know if you agree with this, Dr. Shrimpley um, has respawn increased the skill floor has the skill ceiling increased. I think that the skill floor since the beginning of the game has lowered lower than when it started. I think that even whenever the game launched, it was still a low skill ceiling or low skill floor, but it's even gotten lower since because of the updates. And I believe that the skill ceiling has grown way higher than whenever it first started um, because so many people have gotten better at the game. Um, and if you look at people coming in now, year three coming in now, the people like me or like anyone else season has been playing. 12. Yeah, I've been playing since season zero. The our, our knowledge of all the characters that's been added to the game and all the possibilities and their limitations of only being able to play the starter characters that makes the game a lot harder for them because we're able to play the characters that counter a lot of those characters and we're able to know what to use against that or what to look out for, what's the most dangerous, what's not the most dangerous. So entering the game, I believe maybe the skill floor is a little bit higher, but overall, once you get into the game... I don't agree. I don't know. Go ahead. I don't agree. Let me know. Here's why. So, as you know, Geo, because for whatever reason, whenever you're on, is the only time I'm playing with the ranked squad I play with. Which, for everyone watching, if you ever see Geo on, just if you're thinking to yourself, man, I want to be better, please play with Geo. He will help you. Thank you. He's not going to be a dick about it. He's not going to be trash. I'm sorry I used that D word, but you may have to believe it right. later. I don't know. But it's just, he will help you. Trust me. He will. Okay. But you I should. play with my ranked team and everything. If you hop in, I have to play on my alt account right now because one of the guys I'm playing with just switched from console to PC. So I still want him to organically get better at the game. And if he plays with me and the other guy, he's constantly stuck with like diamonds and masters, which is not organic to when you first start the game. <laughs> okay. It can happen though. It can happen. I remember the first time I played on PC, I saw this like bright colored trail and I was like, why is there so different? And the guy I played with went, please don't lay near them. We will die. Me. Look at me. An idiot went, screw it. I'll land on them. No, no, it was bad. I've never been deleted from a lobby so fast. It was a pred trail. I didn't know that at the time. So you think the skill floor has been increased and not decreased? No, no, no. Well, so I think it has been lowered for the fun. If you are trying to play games to just have fun and you're like, man, I like the randomness of BRs. I would say that COD, Call of Duty, Warzone, and 
Apex Legends are honestly on the same floor. The only difference is, is how much complication do you want? Do you want to be able to hop in a game and hop out? Please play Warzone. Save yourself some headache. Just play that and move on. But if you're like, you know what? I want a little substance to my game. Not to just put any sort of disparity on Warzone. Apex is a better option. If you want to be able to hop in a game and go, you know what? I want to be better. We have a ranked mode that will legitimately help you very quickly. Get you to a lobby where you're like, you know what? Maybe I'm not as good as I thought. And that is the one difference between apex and any other game out there is the ranked mode is legit and it, it is it works it's great not i'm not and I, still i'm not gonna go in nonetheless I, i'm not gonna go into the point system i'm gonna go in i want to oh i want to say God, so just the fact this the ranked system base itself, surface you know the bronze silver gold and even pairing players together um and even earning points to a certain point so that you're playing against people there is there is plateaus in the rank system but overall, once you over overstep that plateau, you have a chance to get up to the top tier people, right? And and this is a 100%. game that you can constantly be learning. Uh, you never stop learning Apex. Three years later, and there's still characters I've never played. There's still questions I have every day when I play Apex. But the ranked, if it, and the ranked is where you want to go if you want to raise your skill to be floor. better. If yeah, if, to, to be better. Be better. If, if you want to raise your skill floor and continue up and, and continue to grow near that that taller skill ceiling, you want to jump in ranked. You want to grow in ranked and get through bronze, get through silver, make your way through gold, and then possibly work up into that diamond and masters level where you'll be playing some of the top players. Because as we've stated before in the podcast, the 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 smallest percent, the minority is plat or really no no longer plat really it's no, really no, dominant it's above. Still plat because it's 30 percent when as soon as you hit plat four you are in the 30 percent player base yeah so with that you know i wanted to definitely give our thoughts on apex where it's at as far as the skill ceiling the skill floor um and all of that and also wanted to give you all the definitions so i hope that you enjoyed that with that let's go ahead and close out the show First off, we'd like to thank you for listening. If you're here still, you know, an hour and a half later or so, we thank you for sticking with us as we continue to make our way through um, our devastating picks for our control legends. Because I'm obvious, I, I really want to know what people think. Like, are we did what we say? Send make us your sense? list. You know, send us your list. You know, the <laughs> fact that Doctor Shipley's been drinking most of what he said probably didn't make sense to anybody in here. It, you know, and I didn't even understand how. You know, it. That's it's fair. okay. That's okay. I I can't argue that point. If you made it this far through all of that, we thank you. Let us know your opinions on Twitter. Join our Discord uh, to to let us know how you think. Um, And, of course, in order to do that, all you have to do is visit our link tree at linktree forward slash BR underscore broadcast, where you will find every one of our links from Anchor, Discord, Apple, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that good stuff. But – Let's figure out what, where do we find you, Dr. Shrimpley? What is your handles? All right. Look, you're probably looking at the name and you're like, wow, that's unique. Cause it is Twitter soon to be YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook, which eh, I don't bother with the Facebook. I don't use it much, but pretty much everything you can search. Dr. 
Shrimply, together, you will find me. I'm, I think there's a couple where it has a space, but everything should be currently Dr. Shrimply. I have an announcement to make in another couple weeks. That's for the future. Gio will know before y'all know, and we're going to make it a big deal. Trust me. It's going to be hilarious. Okay? If you thought the dad jokes were bad, just wait till I give Gio so much ammo. Just, I mean, so much. All right? All right. But for now, (laughs) Dr. Shrimpley, you'll find me. And then with that, you can find me on any of the broadcast uh, social medias, the Twitter, the Twitch, the Instagram. Message those directly. You will be able to talk to Geo there as I run all of that. And then, of course, add me on Discord at Geo number 4574, where we can talk directly. We can get some games in and all of that. And then lastly, please make sure you share the show with your friends. You know, let them know what we're doing here at broadcast. Let them know that you enjoy us. And then... To go with that, make sure that you go to your favorite podcast platform of choice. Apple is one of the best to make sure you rate and review. The best. We actually did have a five-star rating this time. We didn't come with a review, but we did have an extra five-star rating on our Apple podcast. Make sure you do the same. You don't have to leave us a message. Just go click those five stars. And with that, we will see you next time on broadcast. Adios. Be safe. I love you guys. And girls.